so I'm opened up, I opened up our, our G drive and found some notes we did originally, like describing the show. And then yeah. I was looking for, I thought I made a script that, that was like an intro for the show, but now I, we might have. I'm looking for it. I don't know that I ever put it in the drive. I it might be in Gmail or something. Word. We're like clearly really organized. <laughs> We're just like really crushing it. <laughs> nailed it. It's like yeah, nailed it. <laughs> A podcast dedicated to joys, miseries, and lessons left unlearned from your big dumb bike rides. I don't know. There you that go. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um so if you if you ride or race bikes long enough, you're bound to have one or many bike rides that were ill-conceived, didn't go as planned, or that were just plain hard. But these are the rides that give stories to tell and teach us a thing or two about who we are and remind us why, no matter how ridiculous the endeavor, we love to ride our bikes. This is a lighthearted podcast, <laughs> underscore, dedicated to exploring the misadventure stories for some of your big dumb rides. Good enough. Good enough. Let's talk about Steve. <laughs> Steve was our first. He was. Steve Steve was our, our first recording. I think I feel like Steve's brain just moves faster than most people. And like yeah, his was, mouth kind of keeps up, but like really the rest of us just aren't smart enough to be good. <laughs> yeah, well it's you know, it's funny because I'd I'd spent so much time with Steve, you know, doing this race together. Yeah. But we were on our bikes the whole time. So, you know, there was like a little bit of conversation, but you weren't getting the not, full not like that. Yeah. I mean, we we drove to Florida and back together. So that was 32 hours in the car <laughs> in one week. So we did, we we talked about a wide range of topics. Um, yeah. It was actually a, a lot of fun. He was like a very good traveling companion. Then we were yeah. actually on the race together. Well, you guys had a job to do. We were focused on not getting eaten by pythons or, you know, <laughs> focused on surviving. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's, he's amazing. I, I was at the Croatan, uh, the Croatan, the buck 50, they gave me a ride from the course after that ridiculous race. And, um, Steve, you know, he was like the first place we're going is Taco Bell. And here's why <laughs> he introduced me to I think these like cinnamon curls. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Taco Bell yeah. ordering that we did was epic. I mean, before yeah, the race to know his stuff. and, and during, yeah. And during the race. Before I met Steve, somebody had told me a story that there's this guy, Steve, and, and he put a piece of pizza down his bib shorts and like, carried it around and then ate it. And, you know, um, I think there is some truth to it. Like he did put it somewhere gross. It may not have been down his bib shorts, though. The, the chamois pizza just sounds awful for the pizza and the chamois. Steve Bork, welcome to the Big Dumb Ride. It is great to, to see your face. <laughs> Thank you. It's great to see you guys. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. What have you been doing with yourself? No, what have I been doing? You know, um, I have been just mostly farting around and stuff. Uh, I've been doing a little bit of riding. Um, what else? Been working some. Um I've been, you know what I've been doing a lot of lately is, is slinging pizza. I've been making a lot of pizza as of late. Uh, so that's, that's that. And, uh, let's me some foreshadowing. I think gotten some, <laughs> some <laughs> yeah, nice pizza belly there. Um, all right. Well, so, uh, we're here. What to- have you guys been doing? Oh, what have we been doing? Um, I've <laughs> been riding your bikes a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, just kind of, you know, Time and space have no meaning, no shape. So, you know, we've just been riding a lot of bikes. <laughs> that works. Yeah. See, I've actually been riding less than I normally do. Interesting. We'll dive into that. Well, we want to talk to you about a specific ride. Fair and enough. We'll get into the, the bike feeling questions, but um, you're going to tell us about a ride you did. So describe the ride, the name, mm-hmm. distance, location, elevation. What, are, what should we know about this ride that you did? Yeah, the, the ride. Actually, I don't know how to pronounce the 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 ride itself. Andy, who is obviously for, your, for the listeners out there who don't know, Andy and I did this ride together. Um, I, you know, I think I, I'm certain we spent more time together on this overall ride than cumulative than we had ever before like all the other times we had spent together we certainly spent more time over this like seven or eight days um uh six days seven days yeah it's probably seven or eight days something like that the math anyway 
It was a 300, actually, Hurricane 300. Um, so this, this, it was a, it's a, a bike packing mountain bike race down in Florida um, that I had, I, it popped up on my radar sometime last year and then just as quickly popped off of my radar. And then um, I'd seen something, uh, I think Andy posted something on um, uh, the grams uh, about, about going down and doing this ride. And I, I hit him up. I said, you know, I, I'd be down. I, I think it seems like a fun time. Um, so yeah, we did that. And it, uh, it's, yeah, it's a mountain bike, uh, mountain bike thing, bike packing, uh, 350 miles, um, more sand than is present in the rest of the world uh, was on this course. Um, yeah. And that's, that's, do you want me to talk about it more? I can talk, I can talk, like I said, talk all day. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are doomed. Your <laughs> <laughs> uh, schedules for tomorrow. Crazy, crazy shit about this ride. So yeah, no, it was really, it was something. Um, you know, I, it was. Um, none of the like the single days were the, the longest days I've done, but I think over the span of two and a half days, it was the most miles I had I'd done in two and a half days combined. Um, uh, but it was, it was some, some new things. I'd done some like light bike packing, but that was, that was really new to me. Um, the idea of racing while bike packing. I mean, most of the bike packing I've done is, um, like just a pitiful pace and it's because it's fun. And this was like, Hey, you know, we're going to go down and, and we're not going to like, you know, break ourselves, uh, doing this, although I did break myself doing it. Um, but we're not going to like, we're not going to, like, it's not going to be a leisurely party pace either. We wanted to, I know Andy had interest in doing it, um, you know, kind of faster than he had done in the past. And, and I had some interest in, in, you know, just seeing what we could, uh, what we could put down there and, uh, while also having a good time. And so, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, uh, it was also my first time riding in Florida, uh, other than like, beach cruisers and like um yeah yeah i mean this whole race kind of is oh yeah back to that sorry yeah i mean it it, you know it's you know so it's it's what it's a ton of sand um there's some probably pretty legit single track there's uh two two way steep water crossings uh you know as as you start to find out more about this race like what what made you want to do it yeah you know i would say i'm just up for um not I'm up for, up for trying things out and doing it, you know, and I, I often get like bogged down. So, you know, in, in like life and, and I figured, you know, this is just a great opportunity. My schedule is like wide open. I can easily take time off from work and yeah, I mean, it's just something going out there and, and doing something totally different. Um, you know, I'm always looking to travel more to ride and like go just ride in new places. Um, my wife, uh, uh, you guys, Jenny and, and I, we ride, um, uh, we do quite a bit of riding. Um, we do a fair amount of races and stuff, but we, uh, we try and avoid doing with the exception of a few things doing, um, the same thing over and over again, cause it gets kind of boring. So there's a few like kind of things that we really enjoy locally, uh, Hilly Billy, uh, Roubaix, um, I do the Shenandoah mountain 100 most years, um, things like that. So longer distance, harder stuff. But, uh, I really, my, 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 what I really enjoy is going out and riding things I know nothing about and totally different. And so this was something that, like, I have no knowledge of riding in Florida at all. Um, I read some, like some people's blogs and watched some little videos and I was like, Hey, you know, it seems it might not be like riding in, you know, Pisgah or you know, Shenandoah's, but I don't really care, you know, as long as I'm out riding somewhere new and different and doing something, you know, kind of, you know, I hate to say out of my comfort zone, but something totally unknown. Like I, I, um, like my, my comfort zone, especially when it comes to riding is pretty broad. Um, but I mean, there were some like sketchy, sketchy moments. There was this time, there was this one point and like we had crossed this, this, this fairly deep water, like, like water hole thing. Um, and it was, we had, Andy and I were just kind of, kind of trucking and pushed through, um, and like pushing through the night and it was probably nine or 10 o'clock. Um, and we got to this water crossing with some people, and, um, yeah, just kind of like, you know, 
stripped down and, and waded across this water that we knew there were alligators in, like there were, there were, there were alligators in the area. It was well known. Uh, and it was dark darkness actually made it easy. We shined our lights around, didn't see any, any alligator eyes looking back at us, probably the least scientific and expert way of determining whether it's safe to cross a body of water known to have alligators. in it. like, it's not even like, Oh, there could be alligators. It's not like when you're riding, like you're in Yellowstone and like there's grizzly bears, but the odds are you're not going to run into a grizzly bear. Like there's like alligator tracks from where they like slither around to eat people. Um, and so we like cross the water and we get to the other side and we think like, Oh, that was, that wasn't so bad, you know, like, um, and yeah, actually there, and there was this old dude with us too. He was like, it was this old dude and this young guy who were like, they worked together or like he was a customer at this young guy's bike shop and he was, they were, they were troopers. Um, but anyway, one of our questions was, you know, what expectations did you have going in? And I have to say that when I think about like Florida uh-huh. biking, the, the, the first things that come to mind are like sticky humidity and sand and, you know, stories about Florida, like man found, found inside Python, at local golf course like i don't it doesn't seem like a very hospitable place to go 100 percent could have been us no no doubt could have been us like there were the experiences the encounters we had like i wish i'd seen a crocodile i didn't see any or an alligator crocodiles are not there i don't think i wish i'd seen an alligator i didn't um but like you know from like riding around we were we were riding through this swamp and like we come across this other fairly deep water crossing and there's all these folks these locals and they're like trucks just like hooting and hollering and just seeing how it's stuck they can get their trucks and it's like oh okay that's that's cool and then you like you're riding or you like there were times when like i ran out of water at one point or was running no i was i had water i wanted cold water i desperately wanted something cold because even though it was in february it was hot and um, like there was just nowhere to get a cold drink. Like there were no stores. There were no, there was no nothing. It was just like, you're riding along and like, there's, you know, so, I mean, it was, um, it was very much like what I, I expected without having any experience, what I expected like rural central Florida to be, um, you know, it is, uh, uh you know, there's certainly the wildlife aspect, but like riding through some of these swamps, I'm going to go back to my earlier story. We crossed this water. The water was the easy part. Then we got fucking lost. Like we were trapped in this like jungle of leaves and nobody we're like yelling to each other. And we have no, idea. We're, we might be 15 feet apart. And it was so dense that there was no trail. There was no nothing. We couldn't find each other. And like, I figured like, you know, this could be it. You know, we could just live out here now. <laughs> just occasionally hearing each other's voices, but like, we don't know where they are. How many miles are we talking into this ride at this point? Either? So the first day we, we ended up riding with two guys. Um, the first day we kind of partnered up with them and they were, they were not looking to go, I think as far as Andy and I were looking to go on, on day one. And we were trying to get, I think probably, I think we were shooting for like 120, 130 miles. We made it 116, uh, before we found somewhere just, just terrible to camp. I mean, this, we picked <laughs> consistently the worst places to camp that we could have. So we got made it to about 116 and kind of like, um, uh, you know, did some like pirate camping in, in some park. Um, and like we both, Andy and I were both on hammocks and we just like, there was like this thorny mess that we picked cause it was dark. It was late. So we, that was the first day. And then, you know, the second day we were at, um, we got a later start and, uh, kind of just trucking along. And so I think we hit that, that it was, it was nine o'clock. So we were probably a hundred, hundred miles in that day when we hit that water crossing and we'd taken a pretty long break in another like sketchy town in Florida, like central Florida. Like that was another, like the wildlife in, in Florida. If that doesn't get you like the, the, the sketchy like drivers trying to in like populated areas, will get you and stuff anyway. So yeah, like a hundred miles in that day. So probably 200 ish, 200 ish miles in 220 miles in for the, the, the ride so far, by the time we hit this, like what was to me, like the kind of the sketchiest part was like this, when we got lost and like, we knew where we were, we like the water was 15 feet away and there was supposed to be a road, like 30 feet in front of us. And we just couldn't find it. Cause it was so dense, like razor palms. Yeah. 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 They were like smacking us in the face and stuff like big ass leaves. So Yeah. Yeah, we, how many miles did we ride after that? 
Yeah. So then we kept, that was, that was a cool, that was a cool thing. We, you know, we, we kind of just started riding and, and honestly, I'm, I'm probably jumping around here. I'm sorry. Um, but like, uh, the, the, this thing that was kind of a revelation to me and it's, you know, like I said, I've done some bike packing. I did, I've done some bike packing over the summer and stuff. And, and, you know, there's always kind of a destination of where you want to go and when, where you want to be there, you know, you, you gotta like get home at some point. So like, you know, when we're right out bikepacking out in the Shenandoah is we want to, if you're trying to finish by Sunday, you got to get a certain number of miles in so that you can, you know, get home and, get ready for work the next day or something. And, and this was kind of cool because we had no schedule. So like, we were like, how far can we make it? You know, it doesn't matter. It, it like, kids, should we keep riding until we're too tired to ride anymore? It doesn't matter. We don't have anything to do tomorrow. You know, we'll just keep riding. So like we ended up riding that day. We did about 150 ish miles, um, on that second day. And we rode till I think three in the morning. Um, and there's just nothing out there. So like, we're just riding on down these like sand roads, with a couple of houses and, um, yeah. I mean, it was like, it's, it was kind of cool to just get out and like have literally no schedule. If we had wanted to stop, we could have stopped. If we wanted to keep riding, we could keep riding. Like it just didn't matter. So it was, it was really the only time I've, I've felt that free when I'm riding. Um, even since, you know, I've, uh, it's, it was, it was just a totally new and awesome experience to get at, to have literally no timetable, no, no, no need to get anywhere other than we wanted to finish the 350 miles at some point, if it takes us four days, it took us four days. If it took us two days, it took us two days. It didn't matter. So yeah, kind of a cool, uh, kind of a cool experience, a really cool experience. Was there, I mean, in the midst of this, like razor palms and alligator rivers and alligators, scary drivers, and just like Florida, uh -huh. Taco Bell, where you yeah. thought so much. this was maybe a bad idea or you were starting to have second thoughts. Cause that's like, I'm trying to picture you guys ride you know you ride 110 miles the first day you ride another like 120 the second day i don't know how much you were sleeping in between in these thorn beds like at what was there ever a point like that low point where you're just thinking what have i done you know there wasn't um and and it was something that i i actually don't particularly i've i've struggled with long rides in my life um uh you know i i have in the like compared to some of our you know, the people we ride with, I haven't been riding all that long. I mean, I, I really got into cycling, um, in, I, I rode some mountain bikes in college and then got into cycling in, um, really after I moved out here from Portland, Oregon of all places, like, like the cycling capital of the country. Like I, you know, um, that's, that'll, that'll start some online arguments if you're looking for them. Um, uh, but I said it, uh, the, the cycling capital of the country is in Portland, Oregon, a uh, great place. Anyway, like I didn't get into cycling until I got out of DC, um, really into it. And, um, and so I only have, you know, really, I would say about 12 years of, of, serious, like, this is my life cycling in my, under my belt. Um, but I don't like riding long distances. I've, I've struggled with it. Um, there's a great video on, uh, the Jeremiah Bishop Alpine loop grand Fondo from like 2014 or something, uh, where they interviewed me and Jenny, uh, and we actually appear in a, um, in a post credits teaser. So you can go find that. Uh, um, but I, and I even talk about it, like I, long rides aren't really my thing. And I realized it was because I've looked at, it's like these, these computers, you know, like they, you like, I, I look at it and I'm like counting down the miles and I'm like, and it wasn't until, uh, Jenny and I started training for dirty Kansas, the only ride I've ever trained for in my life. Um, Unbound? I'm sorry, unbound. <laughs> gravel. Um, we, we started training for that and we, um, and I realized that like, I just need to ignore, like, I need to like ignore my computer, ignore the distance, ignore the goals and just kind of recalibrate my brain to what like long riding is. And when I did that, I found that I loved it. Like I love going out and I, riding 200 miles is, is fine. That's a lot of fun. Um, if you're not thinking about how many miles you have left to go and usually towards the end, I'll let myself like switch, switch to my computer to like a, you know, to, to look at how many miles I have left or how many miles I've gone or what my average speed is or something like, but otherwise I generally leave it on a map so that I just don't think about that. I can just like focus on having fun and riding. So, um, I don't remember the question, but there was no time at this, like at this point, like in the ride, like in this, this big, long, like, you know, two and a half days of, of solid riding, there was never a point where I was like, 
man, this sucks. I'm bored or anything <laughs> like that. I was just having a good time. Like I really enjoy, even when like there was, I mean, there was a section towards the end or around like a, it wasn't even towards the end around like this bombing field of like a, like a, like a, it's got a name. It's where they bomb things. Um, it's like and, a pra- practice bombing range. Yeah, bo- yeah, like something. It's it's where they drop bombs on things when they don't want to kill people. Um, so we were we were riding. It was actually where Andy and I got um, kind of split up and were riding separately um, uh, for the, the on the last day. Um, and it wasn't a. It was a terrible place to do that because it was just this like. I mean, it was, it was as far as you could see. And I would like, look at the map on my computer and I would like zoom out and I'd be like, um, and I'd be like, God, this is just a straight line for, and then like in like 30 miles, it turns left. And it was just like these, this road in between these tall trees and it was all sand and it was rollers. And I was like, God, this is a slog. But even then I was like, you know, this is, it's like, you just keep going. And it was, you know, and at some point I'm going to make that left turn. It's going to be awesome. And then I'm going to ride in a straight line for another 20 miles and then make a right turn and then ride for 20 miles. Um, so it was, you know, there was never a point where I was like, man, this is a, this is a bad idea. This wasn't, uh, this wasn't fun. We could fast forward and maybe we'll talk about it later about after the fact, my feelings. Cause I had, I spent about four months really digging into like thinking about this, this ride and, and whether it was a good idea or not, but, uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> talk about that later yeah. Tune in tomorrow. <laughs> so we'll, 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 uh, roll time in the other direction. Like, is there anything you did to prepare no. Um, so I, um, I, you know, I, this is, this is, I talked earlier about wanting to like go places and ride more and like do different things. And my, my failing at that is, is that I suck at like, I, I, I have great ideas executing on them. Not always my strong suit. I usually end up playing video games instead. Um, and so like, I, I love to latch on. I love snowboarding. I grew up snowboarding and like, I haven't snowboarded out West in a decade. And I'm always like, Hey, are you, Oh, you're going out snowboarding this year. You mind if I come? It's like, yeah, it's a family trip. I can't bring you. And so I just like hit people up. I'm like, yeah, we planned something and I just want to come along and like, I'll have, I'll bring fun. That's, that's what I can bring. Um, uh, I can be your designated driver every night. I don't care. Like it's, it's, I'll do whatever just like, and so when this was kind of like, this was, this was part of the appeal of this. And I, I should have hit on this earlier. Like Andy had like a spreadsheet of gear and I'm like, done and he's like well in here like i had for months after for like a year after i had um that hasn't been a year months now months i've had i had like the the cue sheet that he printed out uh and was kind enough to print out a copy for me i had it taped on my my bike and i was like oh this made things so much better so that's like preparation I had the great support of District Cycle Works, um, local bike shop in DC that we all love, um, to uh, you know set me up with some some gear um, and and things like you know the bags I needed. I got some really great bags um, and uh, you know got my bike all all set up. I, I actually switched over a single speed um, uh, salsa single speed to a geared bike, um, so got that all dialed in. And that was really the the most of the preparation. Um, I perhaps the thing that Jenny faults me or, or, um, uh, hates me the most about riding is that I just don't prepare. So like bringing food, like, like, and this was nice cause it wasn't cold, like cold weather. I've done some cold weather, coldish weather, bike packing. Um, even in the last couple of months, we had some really cold days out in Shenandoah and, um, you know, it's, it's a little, you need to prepare a little more because you can die. Um, but this was like, we're in Florida, like, it's not the cold that's going to get you. It might be the alligators. Um, so the, yeah, I didn't do a lot of prep work to be honest. Like Andy did a lot of the like logistical stuff that made it super easy for me, um, to do it. And then like kind of got the other, like the gear stuff. Um, I bought a little shovel to dig poop holes. That was pretty exciting. I did buy some cool stuff. Um, like I said the bags, uh, some okay. really nice revelate bags, the poop shovel that I have used since, uh, it's just a little thing. It's in my car. Otherwise I go get it and show it to you. Guys. Um, <laughs> you take a long ride when you know, you've got to pack a poop shovel. It's, you know, it was one of those things. And I incidentally, cause it's going to go there. It's Steve and it's going to go there. I pooped only once. Um, but it was a lot of fun. 
I pooped on the ground. How many days? Over four days? You pooped one? Three days. Three days. And I, I, I don't think I pooped before we left. So it would have been like <laughs> wow, that's day before. Yeah. You know, it's something, it's something that I'm, I'm in this regard, well suited to long rides. Um, in that I, uh, <laughs> your metabolism shuts down. What no, as soon as I get on a bike, I don't have to poop. <laughs> like I can ride and ride and ride. And like, so I've done things like, like I said, I've done the SM 100, Shenandoah mountain 100, a whole bunch of times. And that's like, you know, anywhere from like, for me, like 10 ish, 10 plus hours to up to 16 hours. Um, if I'm, if I'm really taking my time, which I do. Um, and like, and eating kind of whatever is available, um, sandwiches, M&Ms, Swedish fish, sticks and leaves. And I just don't poop. Like it just, it, it's like, Steve, that might be hey, Steve going on vacation. We'll see you when you're done. So it's usually the next morning, like a Bob Evans that it's like, wow. <laughs> so I just woke my cat up with that. Um, it's up here. Oh man. Um, um, wow. Yeah. I mean, so, Oh. You got off track again. I did it. <laughs> no, I'm just concerned about your. No, it's been that way. Honestly, too. When I was, a, when I was in, when I was a, a, a young, a young boy, I huh. did, um, uh, like seventh and eighth grade. We'd go on these backpacking trips, um, uh, with my school. And they, I, I did two that were week long trips and like one up on the Olympic peninsula. Beautiful. If you've never been up to the Olympic peninsula in Washington oh, yeah. uh, state, but, um, went backpacking and just didn't, didn't poop until I was done. Uh, so it's convenient. Um, <laughs> it's super convenient. It might be medically a little worrisome, but, uh, you know, it works for me. Um, yeah, maybe you're, maybe that's your, your, uh, long distance superpower right there. Yeah. Incredible. I'll take it. Um, yeah. Well, what you were saying about, um, you know, kind of gliding into other people's well-organized bike rides. I feel like that's been this whole year of the pandemic doing big, big dumb rides with Andy. He's yeah. yes master. And, always has the route dialed in and seems to know like how, you know, how the gas stations are spaced out so we can get, you know, Andy's trash panda food. And you guys sound like you eat the same stuff on the bike ride. It's, it was similar. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I could talk about like my food preparation, oh, if we yeah. want, but I, it is, oh, I mean, oh, he, that's he did, coming. yeah, that's coming. Excellent. He, <laughs> yeah. he did. I mean, it is nice. It's, I mean, there was a lot of planning he put into it that I was able to piggyback off of, which made life easier. And I, I do other, you know, we have, um, I think we all have a mutual friend in, in Chris tank who, who knows roads out in like, you know, Shenandoah's really well and lost River really well. And we'll like plan routes. And I'm like, shit. I mean, I, I just keep riding Rock Creek park if it wasn't for someone else telling me that there's somewhere else to ride. Um, so I do, I do a fair amount of, uh, uh, mooching of right ride planning. Um, actually when we, we were leaving the Croatan buck 50, I got a ride with you and Denny. And, um, I remember you, you introduced me to, um, it was something like Taco Bell cinnamon twists or something like that. Uh-huh. We were all pretty fast in that ride. It was terrible. But I remember getting in the van with you and that was the first thing we did. And it was, it was great. We went to Taco Bell. We went to Taco Bell. Yeah. We stumbled by the, like, by chance, we're like, Taco Bell's this way. And we found the Ridge Supply place that's, I think, gone now. But, um, uh, yeah, the Crouton Butt 50, that was a good time. Yeah, I that was about that. experience. Speaking of long, straight roads with nothing. <laughs> you know, hate, hate me on, hate on me if you will. I, you know, and, and I, you know, I wasn't, it was, we had a great weekend riding in a straight line and a pace line just isn't my style so um yeah you know, that's no. one of those rides that i would go back to and do again um if like the 50 mile and just hang out and like that was know. one of those races that was so well organized and and really well done great energy uh the course itself it's incredibly potholed for most mm-hmm. of it with a headwind sort of no matter which direction you turn and then there's one really gnarly technical section in the middle which was actually like the most enjoyable part just because it was different yeah but that was one of those uh was a little bit of a yeah thing. It is one of those. It's it's a there's there's a, a there's a a there's a ride for every person type, and I certainly <laughs> prefer things more like um, uh, you know the the uh, the crack. And I'm going to pronounce it differently every time I say it. Three hundred, which is is a bit of a misnomer because it is definitely not three hundred miles. It was three hundred forty <laughs> something ish. Um, those extra forty miles, that's a lot. 
Um, you know, it's, it's like the difference is eh, it's not that big of a difference. No, it's quite a bit of difference. The, the last, the last part killed me, uh, pretty good, but, um, yeah, that's, that's more of my style. I would love to go into the unknown, um, doing laps of a, uh, of a, of a course that I, you know, is, is pretty much the same. It's just not my style. So looking back on that ride, do you view it differently? And I think this is the part that really intrigues me about doing any kind of a uh, big ride in a place like Florida an environment like Florida is what were the strangest parts of the experience? Yeah. So, I mean, I, when I look back on it, I, a, a lot hasn't, um, changed. I mean, it really was like I, I, going back to, I mean, am I going to go back and do that again? Almost certainly not. Um, that's not a judgment on the ride itself, but, um, it's more of just my style of not going back and doing things over and over again. Um, uh, the, you know, that said, I mean, I, I think it, it really was for me a, uh, almost a turning point. Um, I, I hate to say turning point because I, I, I talked about my riding has dropped off since then and, and a lot because of that ride. And, um, but the, um, and because of other things, there's this, this pandemic and everything. Um, but, um, you know, it really, it, it changed my perspective on some of this stuff. And I, it's a, it's a feeling of riding. I get, I get bored really easily. And it talked about looking at, you know, counting down the miles and how terrible that is for your brain when you're doing long rides. But, um, I, this, that, that sense of freedom of going out and just pedaling, no agenda, no expectations, no one waiting for you, no one, you know, no one expecting you, just nothing. I mean, you just go out and you pedal. And if you want to ride for five hours, you ride for five hours. If you want to ride for 22 hours, you ride for 22 hours. And that's just how it, like, whatever, whatever you can do. And when you get tired and you want to stop, you just stop and lay down and sleep. Like that's that feeling, that sense of kind of just, I don't say freedom, but that sense of like unencumbered, like, riding was something that like, I, I would, I would, I would, I, I, I can't wait till the next adventure that has that. It's, it's tough to find that when you're not, you know, when you haven't driven however many hours, what do you drive 16 hours down to Florida? And, and it doesn't matter because even if you want to get back soon, you're not getting back soon. Like, you know, it's so, you know, I told my office I was going to be gone for a week. Jenny didn't know when I was going to be back. And we just rode like there's just it's it's a very cool experience. Um, so, you know, that's probably the 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 biggest thing that to, I look back on with it. Um, what was the second part of your question? Because I'm terrible. <laughs> no, I think it was the. Um... What's the strangest part? Oh, strangest. You know what? Maybe one of the strangest things was I was riding along. Um, and this isn't, this is just coincidence. I was riding along and I, this guy who was real, like randoed out, like he had like the, the, the vest on and like the mirror off his helmet and like, um, you know, just, he like i passed him on a on a dirt road right before some single track I, it was bullshit dirt road it was sand road um i passed him right before we uh we got on some single track and ride along single track and i pulled off at the end and, and andy um was there i think already and and the other guys we were with and we're standing there waiting and chatting and this guy comes that i had passed comes blowing out and, and takes a takes a left and, and keeps going we kind of said hi to him as he passed. And I was like, wait a minute, I recognize that guy. And so I, I caught, I ch- like chased, caught up to him, like, and, uh, and like sprinted down this road and he had seen me cause he had his mirror and he was looking back and it was a guy I'd played bike polo with like from Florida. And he lived like 45 minutes from there. Um, and he has, uh, given up on bike polo mostly and has just gotten really into randonneuring and having a kid. And, uh, um, he actually gave me, the half of my cycling kit from last season, which was my, uh, sun's out guns out tank top. Uh, and then I also had some, some really sweet, uh, kit and swimming trunks that I raced in all, all season. Um, and he, but anyway, so it was really cool to see him like out there of all the places where I'm going to like run into someone like this random, uh, random guy, you know, I, I think the, the, 
the thing that struck me the most was, was like the kind of the weirdest thing for me was a, a very similar experience I had when I was in living in Australia, we went to this Island called Fraser Island and it's all sand and you get sand everywhere. And then you're like, God, I can't wait till I get back to like, we can like set up our tents on some like grass or rocks or anything that isn't sand. And then you realize the whole damn thing is sand. Like no matter where you go, there's going to be sand. And the same thing with Florida, man, there's sand everywhere. It's like, why are you building your roads out of it? It's a terrible answer to a great question. There are no wrong answers on this podcast. Uh, there's wrong answers. Don't worry. We don't operate in world of, uh, of objective truth or, or, or moral uh, compasses here. Um, I'll find wrong answers. Don't worry. Okay, great. Well, in that case, in that case tell us about your feeding strategy. Yeah. So that was the right answer. Boy, oh boy, was that the right answer. So um, this is a tactic I've used on some other long races before, which is to not prepare at all. Um, so, uh, and actually we found uh, fortuitously at a grocery store where we bought, um, I bought like uh, just a ton of tortillas. Cause I thought like, Hey, they're buy one, get one. And B like tortillas are easy to carry and easy to eat. And they're fairly high in calories. And so I'll use this completely untested feeding plan. Um, but then right across the street was a pizza place so right across the parking lot was a pizza place. And we went in and turns out they make giant ass pizzas. And one of my favorite things for ride food is, uh, locally is to whenever we pass through a college town in Virginia or West Virginia, going to Benny's pizza. Uh, if you've never been to Benny's, they make a 28 inch pizza. Uh, it's $28. Um, and it's, it's actually really good pizza. And, uh, you can like, uh, eat, you can just use that as like race food. There's a fantastic uh, photo from the race photographer at gravel race up Spruce Knob a couple of years ago um, of me eating a slice of pizza, a giant slice of pizza at the top of Spruce Knob. And when he posted it to Facebook, the race organizer was like, was like, where did you get pizza from? Like it's, you're 70 miles into a ride at the tallest peak in West Virginia. Like there was no pizza there. And, uh, and I carried it in my Jersey. I tucked it down my Jersey. Um, like Dan Aykroyd in, um, uh, trading places when he's dressed up as Santa and he's got the salmon, the smoked salmon. Anyway. Um, and so I, it really worked out. There was this pizza place, uh, right there. And, um, and so I bought this big ass pizza and uh, put it in a Ziploc bags and carried it with me for and was eating like I ate it for really the the whole race. I think I ran out of it on the last day. But um, and then we also, uh, you know, we stopped at this town in um, uh, in Florida somewhere uh, right before that big water crossing. And we just loaded up on Taco Bell. Um, we tried to get some impossible whoppers, but no impossible whoppers, but we got a lot of Taco Bell. Um, and that lasted me through the, through the third day. Um, so it was also, I mean, I would say this was a really cool race, um, route in that there were sufficient places to get food that we didn't have to carry camp kits, um, and like cook kits. Uh, we really, I mean, it, unless you just totally fucked the planning of it, um, uh, which Andy didn't, I would have been dead. Um, the, you know, you could, you could, you could make it by with just buying food and, and finding food on, on route. Um, uh, yeah. So in contrast to some of the things like dirty cans, I'm sorry, unbound gravel, there was like, no, like, there was just nowhere to get food. Like anything you weren't carrying, you weren't eating, um, other than at the AIDS day or the, like the checkpoint. So yeah, it was kind of nice. Um, I mainly ate pizza and fast food and that made it work. Um, uh, you know, and then some other, like I, you know, that, that bag of tortillas, this fucking bag of tortillas, I bought two of them. One of them I didn't bring with me. The other I did. And I strapped it to the back of my Revelate bag or the top of my Revelate bag and back. And I never opened the damn thing. I didn't eat a single one of these tortillas the whole whole race. Um, really, I, I mean, it was like several pounds that I was carrying around unnecessarily. They did get a hundred percent of them got eaten. I think I don't think I ate any of them. No, that's not true. I ate some of them. I think on the drive back, but we like we used them for all sorts of things. I think we used them for a, um, a district cycle works. Uh, 
CNO Canal overnighter uh, and made quesadillas in the fire. Um, I feel like fine. you and Andy are food spirit animals. It worked out pretty well. Like we went to Taco Bell and just fucking crushed Taco Bell. And it was like, we stopped at, we stopped at a fair amount of, we stopped at a lot of fast food on the drive down and then ate more fast food on the, the ride. After we finished, we went to Burger King and got some impossible whoppers. We want to thank Taco Bell for sponsoring this podcast. Yeah, no, there's, you know, actually as an aside, cause there haven't been any of those. Um, I, you know, Taco Bell's kind of, kind of, I'm a little down on Taco Bell right now. They got rid of potatoes. They're getting rid of all sorts of things. Uh, if you like the Mexican pizza, say goodbye. It's gone on November 4th. Um, you know, if you like, uh, if you like Pico de Gallo, uh, it's gone on November 4th. Uh, and then in August, they got rid of a whole bunch of their menu, uh, including potatoes, which are a staple of vegetarian, uh, menu items. So I've been making do, but I'm not happy about it. Um, they just got that, that Baja blast. I, I can't say no. Yeah. I think I spent, I spent easily $25 at that Taco Bell before the water crossing. Yeah. And yeah. I was big. I spent. I mean, I put potatoes in everything. So like that was $25 that I wouldn't have spent without potatoes. I just, it really lets me down. Let's me down. <laughs> Hopefully someone from Taco Bell listens and cares. Yeah. You're going to get a care you're, package. Hear that Taco Bell? <laughs> hear, hear about your trash candy eating ultra distance cyclists. <laughs> it's an important demographic. So on a, on a more downer note, uh, can you describe any injuries? Oh yeah, this is a bummer. So I've, I've made reference to this foreshadowing it keeps the listeners coming back. Um, yeah. So I ended up having, um, really, I woke up the first night in my hammock and I, I couldn't like bending my knee. I just, I, I was waiting, you know, I'd wake up throughout the night and, and I, if I tried to bend my knee, it was like excruciating pain. Um, and, uh, and so it wasn't as bad riding. It hurt, but it wasn't as bad, especially the third day that grind through the, the bombing range thing. I, I, that was, that was a, that was a, just a brutal slog for me, um, uh, from the, the knee perspective. But, um, I did end up actually seriously injuring my knee. Um, I think just from overuse, um, I don't know if it was related to fit. Uh, I don't know if it was related to, you know, the weight of the bike. Uh, I don't know if it was related to how much sand there was and how, how like much resistance was there. I don't know if it was that I just wasn't in good enough shape. Um, I mean, I, I do quite a bit of long riding, so it's not, who knows? Um, uh, it could have been any of those variables that had changed, but, um, yeah, I ended up, uh, I think it's my doctor diagnosed it after an MRI and, and some things with, um, as, uh, chondromalacia patella. Um, so it's something to do with the cartilage behind my kneecap. Um, and it, it was, I, yeah, I was off the bike for effectively for like three or four months after this, um, wow. this, this ride. And, uh, um, I'm still not where I would like to be. Um, you know, I still, there's, there's still some lingering pain and I can, I, I wasn't able to ride really at all. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, there was, a, there was kind of a lot of, or a fair amount, uh, I have a small brain for this stuff, but like kind of soul searching and, and figuring out like, Hey, did I, did I really, you know, do myself in by, by going out and doing this ride, uh, and making any, if any, whatever mistakes I made, um, that led to the injury. Uh, and in hindsight, you know, I, I think, well, should I have just stopped after that first day when my knees started hurting and, um, you know, uh, no regrets, you know, I got, I got, I got not, no regrets of, of doing it. Um, you know, you, you live and you learn and it's, it's been a bummer. Um, the literally the only silver lining is like the, you know, the, the, darkest moment in the last hundred years for our, our globe of a, of a massive pandemic, um, that canceled all of the events that I was, or, or you know, otherwise going to do and, uh, and all of the group rides that I would normally do. So incidentally, the injury lined up really perfectly with, uh, kind of a, a cessation of all, um, of all other rides that I would be doing. So I, I lost a lot of fitness, um, but I didn't, uh, didn't miss out on a lot of fun. So that gave me some time to, to kind of heal and, uh, and get my knee back into shape. Uh, like I said, it still, it still bothers me from time to time. And, and I'm still kind of dealing with lingering effects, but I've, I've been able to do, uh, I mean, the longest ride I've done since then was, uh, I did a 130 ish mile and 30 something mile, uh, ride out to, to Leesburg, uh, and then gravel and then back 
can. Um, so I, 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 I still have, uh, the love of doing that, um, uh, type of riding and, uh, and the ability, which is, was great when I was, I was able to do that long distance. Uh, and I've done some bike packing, uh, shorter days, 60 mile days, uh, but with far, far more climbing than you'd find in Florida. Um, and you know, so it's, it's still there. I haven't, I haven't permanently, uh, you know, ruled cycling out of my life. Um, thankfully. So I, uh, yeah, I'm getting back there. Um, but that's my injury, uh, kind of, kind of sucked. And, you know, I remember, uh, we, we stopped at Andy's, uh, uh, childhood home in, uh, um, uh, uh, Winston. Is it Winston Salem? Yeah. That's the yeah. Full name. Is that the name of the town, like the city or is it the two cities? It's Winston Salem. Yes. Yeah, Winston Salem is the name of the city. Okay. Geography buff. Um, the, and we stopped and I, I remember like, uh, we went and wandered around the campus of, um, of a school that's name Andy is going to remind me of Wake Forest, <laughs> Wake Forest, a very well-known school. Uh, and his dad wanted to go wander around, uh, go take the dog for a walk. And, um, and we went and, uh, and I was like limping and I was like, man, I really hope this, this goes away. And it, and it took a really long time. It took months. It was the longest yeah. I've been off the bike. Well, I mean, so this is a good segue into our next question. And, and you kind of touched on it with the arrival of the coronavirus pandemic and, Kind of curious about what your relationship is to cycling now and how you how you think about it because it sounds like you were already kind of navigating that post injury that's always tricky but now we're in this weird moment. Yeah, I mean, cycling is is through and through. Like, I mean, it's just uh, you know, it's it's an interesting thing. I, I'm not particularly competitive. I'm not particularly fit. Um, you know, I'm the the but it's it's a real really the the central aspect of you know my life and and really my wife and i's life um uh and you know it's a it's been perhaps the thing certainly the thing that's kept us where you know in dc for all these years um you know we're not um uh you know, we, we stayed here because the community around cycling that, that we became a part of. And, um, you know, we've, I would say that the combination of, of not being able to ride, um, and then also the combination, and then it was nice that I wasn't missing out on all this stuff that I wanted to do, but also not, not getting to see, not getting to do the rides that we normally do the weekly rides and not getting to see the people that we normally see, um, uh, especially early on for, for such a long time as we were kind of finding our way around this, um, you know, was a, a, um, it was a big, it was a, I mean, it was a big downer, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a really tough when, when something that you do, um, so kind of constantly and consistently is, you know, you, when you can't, I mean, that really, it was really tough, um, thing. It still is a tough thing. I mean, there's, there's events, uh, we were planning on going up with a bunch of people to, um, uh, and when I say planning, I was not responsible for the planning. Of it. It, wouldn't, <laughs> it wouldn't happen if I say there, were, if I had a plan, um, uh, but you know, going up to like kingdom trails and doing some mountain biking, um, and, you know, not being able to do that, um, and, and missing out on, on some of those things and, and, you know, going to, um, uh, yeah, I play, I play bike polo, um, DC bike polo. If anyone wants to come join someday, we'll play again. Um, you two haven't ever been out to DC bike polo. I don't think, right. I've watched it. I've watched really a, a couple polo matches out there, but yeah. No. Someday, someday guys, when we play again, but anyway, I mean, that's, that's a real part of the community and like why, why I, why Jenny and I live here is because of the cycling community and it's, it's our, it's our home and it's our family. And, um, don't tell my parents that cause they moved out here to be closer. So they are <laughs> truly family. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we have, a, we have a huge community here and it's, it's, it's absolutely central to our lives. And so to kind of struggle through how to do that, um, I found that I found some measure of that in like the oddest of places, which is my, um, uh, video games, actually, like a, a lot of the bike polo people that I know play video games. And so we play on, on video games online and stay in touch that way. And, um, but I mean, that's, that's a, without that, I mean, I, I would have felt kind of a drift, which is, is kind of a, kind of a bummer. Yeah. It's true. real bummer. 
It's, it's, it's tricky. We're all trying to just figure it out. Yeah. One day at a time. All right. Well, this brings us to our uh, big dumb questions, rapid fire round. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, Andy and I are going to take these one at a time. FYI, too. You guys sent me questions to like look at, like, so I knew what was coming. I, I looked at like, I like skimmed that like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> Not 15 minutes ago. I've been, on, been chatting your guys' ears off the last hour. I think I sent you a Zoom link about. As we were starting. So. Yeah, I know. It's perfect timing. Um, uh, the, <laughs> normally, I would join early just so I make sure everything's set up and the microphone is working and everything. Um, no, I would have joined late regardless, so nothing <laughs> wrong. Um, but anyway, so I, I, I saw a couple of these questions, but lay it on me. All right. Rapid fire. Here we go. Uh, what's your favorite bike? <sighs> you know, I've got a really sweet mosaic. Um uh, gravel bike, uh, that is kind of my go-to I've got like 12 or 13 bikes built up right now. Um, just built a sweet new Kona, um, uh, uh, big Hanzo, uh, with rainbow wheels and really cool. Um, uh, but the, the mosaic, uh, custom is my first custom frame, uh, uh, titanium, uh, sweet DI2. It's got a loud fork on it. Um, uh, for that extra little cushion. Uh, yeah, that's probably my favorite bike. I would say, even though it's not the, like the, it's not my mountain bikes or anything, but it's, it's not my, it's not my tall bike. It's not my, uh, my tricycle or my, uh, polo bikes. Oh, I do love my, my polo. One of my polo bikes is, is, is pretty sweet. I love riding that. But anyway, that was fast. Wasn't it? That was, that was, yeah, that was, that was a new, new, new record. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, so what, what's the worst riding bike you've ever owned? you know what i'll tell you what it's my tricycle so i so this is a story story time okay um last year maybe it was last year um like last so like not this past summer but the summer before my dad had a um had a camping trip with my nephew um coming up and all the other dads and my, my brother wasn't able to go. So my dad was, my, my dad was going to go, his grandpa was going to go. And all the other fit like dads and their kids were, were going to bring uh, bicycles so they could like get around the campground. And my dad can't really, he asked me to borrow a bike and I brought him my, my stump jumper, like hardtail carbon race bike, uh, mountain bike. And he couldn't get on it. And I mean, he's, he's, he's an elderly man, not elderly. He's older. He's more senior than us. Um, uh, He's getting on in years he couldn't it just wasn't for him so he was like i said dad why don't i just get you a tricycle like an adult tricycle like they're super fun they're cool i got a basket in the back it'd be awesome he so he was like no 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 i'll just walk and i'm like all right and then like three days before this trip he calls or my mom called and was like he needs a tricycle he's worried he's not gonna be able to like they're gonna all like ride be riding around and won't be able to keep up with their nephew and stuff it's like, fine. So I'll see what I can do. I go on Craigslist and I find some people selling tricycles and I find this person selling for like 150. I talked down to a hundred, I think uh, a tricycle. Um, and he said it pulls to the right. It's kind of weird. I don't know, but it was like a cheap, like Amazon, like really not, not the caliber bike that I usually, usually buy, but I was like, you know what? Fine. So I had my mosaic, um, which is a, a, I would say it's a higher end build. Um, uh, it costs more than our car. Um, and I rode it to work that day and I, this guy was up in Rockville uh, and I was like, you know, I'll just ride up there and get this tricycle. And I will like, I borrowed some bungee cords from someone at the office and I was like, I'll just put my mosaic, like the front wheel bungee corded into the basket and, uh, and tow it behind this like hundred dollar tricycle. And it's like 15 mile ride home. Um, and I made it like half i made it five miles i think and i had to call jenny and be like i can't i can't get home on this thing like this thing is going to take me six hours to get home on this thing and it's sure enough it is a piece of garbage my dad actually tipped over on it uh, because it pulls to the right and it's just such a piece of shit so i took it back from trying to fix it i can't fix it it's in my garage and like every time like jenny it's fun i have a lot of fun bikes i got a schwinn stingray that jenny's like why did you buy that and then she got on it and she's like oh this thing's awesome 
the tricycle like we loaded up with stuff and we're like going riding around to our front yard to like do yard work and stuff but it is an absolute piece of garbage it rides like trash i don't know what to do with it like i can't what am i going to do i'm going to give it away like i'm like hey come take this shitty bike that you can barely ride so that's the worst riding bike ever that i have i mean it's just awful you guys want to come over and try it sometime it is such a piece of garbage like (laughs) and it's just sitting in our garage like taking up space um yeah come over and ride it all right can't wait rapid fire (laughs) rapid fire (laughs) all right what's what's the most uh what's the most unconventional say uh thing you've ever eaten mid-ride i don't really eat cycling food um i use scratch labs that's that's probably the one cycling specific product i use i usually have a bottle of scratch labs and their and their products i i most rides i have i use their stuff um otherwise i don't so it's anything i can find that's vegetarian um unconventional for most probably very conventional for me is pizza um i just eat a ton of pizza when i ride andy i know you eat pizza as well when you ride i mean if i can if if i could only have one ride food ever the rest of my life i would 100 percent uh bring pizza with me on every ride it's got everything you need it's got carbs it's got salt it's got protein um yeah it's got the pizza i mean it's just so good i need some advice i need some advice i did struggle when it got really hot with the bag pizza uh-huh it just turned into sludge like how do you keep your pizza pizza shape when it's real hot yeah you know it's a it's a challenge and i've had some i've had some incidences so my favorite pizza place in dc is vache pizza um i usually get pizza from there once a week it's just delicious uh cleveland park and bethesda locations uh uh, highly recommend it um and but they put their sauce on top of the cheese and you really got to find the right pizza to go in a bag that you can ride with or even better just slide down your shirt um uh that way it stays um extra salty um <laughs> you know i you got to find that like it's got to be usually a, a low light sauce pizza um and or a lot of cheese to kind of encapsulate the sauce the sauce is is the end of pizza in a bag i mean it just it just gets too soupy and then it starts disintegrating and you just don't want to eat it. Even though it's pizza, you're like, that's kind of gross looking. Um, so that would be my, my biggest thing is, is try and find pizza with just as little sauce as possible or as much cheese as, as, as gross as it can be like Costco pizza, um, has so much cheese on it that like it keeps the sauce, uh, in check and it's like, stay where you are sauce. Um, so, you know, Steve, um, before I met you and Jenny, Mm-hmm. I heard two things about you guys. One, that you're both very nice, which is true. And two, um, you, someone was like, have you met Steve? One time he pulled a pizza out of his bib and I think it wasn't down your shirt. The story was he like pulled it out of your bib shorts. Like it, you know, how stories kind of get passed down. I suspect that story, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm Jenny would say I'm a disgusting person and I tend to agree. <laughs> I can't, I can't imagine eating uh chamois pizza. Like <laughs> I'll eat Jersey pizza all day long. I wish I could find this photo. It was on Facebook and it garnered a lot of attention, but, um, um, but that, that is probably more of a tall tale. Um, the, the chamois pizza just sounds awful for the pizza and the chamois. Like I don't, um, yeah, you guys both, uh, you two really introduced me to, and I never thought about pizza slices on rides but um yeah andy uh has brought many many a bag pizza on on his yeah and in fact that was really kind of the origin story of this podcast we were kind of joking around like wouldn't it be funny if someone sponsored this bike ride and and then we're like well no one would do that but but maybe we could just say this ride was sponsored by andy's bag pizza (laughs) there you go and you know here we are bag pizza it's pizza in a bag. It's a great, it's a great slogan. Um, rolls right off the tongue. Rolls right off the tongue. I, yeah, I mean, I, I really am a big, I'm a big proponent of pizza while riding. I mean, it really is like, <laughs> I, I just, if it's a, it's a bummer to me when I can't get pizza before a ride, um, like to take with me. Well, if we don't get sponsored by a pizza company after this episode, <laughs> we're not doing our jobs. All right. We have, uh, two more rapid fire questions. Oh, rapid. Let's keep them rapid. <laughs> rapid. Uh, what is the worst clothing choice you've ever made for a ride? Um, you know, I have these, um, I have these uh, gold lame tights uh, that I got for a, uh, 
story time. So what people tell about, say about me is that I have these nesting, like, you know, the nesting dolls. Those are how my stories are. So people will talk about this a lot with me that like, that like have listened to me tell stories. Um, and in this case, this is a story in a story. Um, so we have a friend who, uh, we have some friends who throw a party, uh, or used to throw a party every year and they called it a dress up party. And it was like a, you know, a fancy, uh, holiday party. So I, I went to this, um, we had this party and dress up, I feel like is in the eye of the beholder. And sometimes you dress up for a wedding and sometimes you dress up for Halloween. Um, so they would have these, uh, fancy dress up parties and I would just wear costumes. And one year I wore, um, there was something, it was a cowboy with gold lame tights. I don't really, I didn't have a strong vision for it, but um, I had these tights kicking around and I, it was cold one day and we were going out and having a good time and I decided to wear them and it was just terrible. Like they were chafing and they were like running down in the back and I had a bib on underneath them, but still it just wasn't. And like, and so I had some, some gold suspenders trying to keep them up and they just didn't want to stay put. So American apparel, gold lame tights, not great riding tights. Um, all right. Last rapid fire question. All right. So if money and time was no object, What's one pizza? <laughs> what's one bike product that you'd bring to market that doesn't exist yet? <laughs> My answer stands. <laughs> um, I would say probably bicycles with more wheels. Um, yeah, like six, eight wheels. Wouldn't that be dope? And not like, like, as like set up like a car or a truck, but more set up like maybe eight wheels in a row, like, like rollerblades, um, <laughs> rapid fire. That's straight off the top of my head. I haven't thought about that one before, but I feel like, yeah, I mean like a, maybe a 12 wheeler. Um, have you ever uh, been to the Baltimore, um, kinetic sculpture? Kinetic? I haven't, you know, a, a, a great bike personality that I, I like a lot. Uh, Bruce, uh, also known as the Bruce. Um, he, uh, he goes up and does that every year and I've always wanted to go up and check it out. Um, and, uh, they do these cool things like they made like a dog and stuff and like, um, yeah, I, uh, I've never been up to it, but I feel like, uh, a, like an 18 wheel bike would probably be pretty awesome just one seat all right we're not talking tandems or anything here just one seat 18 wheels really long maybe the thing to do steve since we have 10 in our hands is to when that can happen again is for you to enter into it and you build your own the whole object of it is you've got to you've got to get this thing across baltimore and then you've got to get it into the harbor and see how long it floats mm. it's pretty fun i mean most things sink immediately but um you know some of them do fairly well. And I feel like, you know, yeah. I mean, I feel like, yeah, a 200 wheel bike would probably be the solution. <laughs> I think all the, I think all the air and those tires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got ideas. Good ideas. Uh, Steve, well, that is the, the, those are all our questions. That's it. Huh? Yeah, yeah, all right. I got to walk through my questions now. Let me pull them up. <laughs> all right, good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any questions. Any, like, I remember we talked about this. I don't prepare for things. Any last uh, like Harakin specific outtakes from, from either of you? Cause you all did this ride together and I've heard yeah. these from Andy that like, you know, just that sounded so fucking miserable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think one, one, one point that we, we didn't, didn't touch on is uh, it was Florida. Right. So when, we didn't get that cold, right. It was way mm -hmm. warmer than it would be in the winter here, but our lows were in the thirties still. Yeah. And we were in hammocks. Yeah. It was, you know, sleeping wasn't the, uh, that wasn't certainly the, the, uh, the highlight of that trip. I mean, that, that second, that second night we rode till 3am and got up at, uh, I think I got up at six, uh, and Andy was up maybe by seven and, uh, yeah, not a lot of sleep after a really long day of riding and the prospect of, of riding, um, you know, it was, it was an interesting, uh, the, the, I'll say this, the first two days, it was like, Oh, the riding just, just gone. And then that last day, um, you know, it was the first part was this long slog through this, through this bombing range or whatever. And then, um, uh, 
and then there was a bunch of single track and I hit the single track and as you actually saw some of the folks we knew were they were there mountain biking. Um, the folks that were, uh, that we were camping with, um, they weren't racing. They just came down to ride mountain bikes. And I ran into them at the, at the trailhead and I was like, yeah, almost done. And they're like, yeah, almost done. They said with a, with a, with a giggle, um, because it was nowhere near being done. Like single track is slower than sand road, even, and certainly like road road. Um, and, I mean, it was the, that was the only time I was, I was truly suffering was like the, the very last, like, um, I mean the, the last 10 miles, you were literally a mile from the finish and it just like, it like found like a space time vortex and was like trail was so tightly wound around itself that like, I'm like, Oh, I gotta be, I was like, I'm, I can hear people like we're done. And I'm just suffering for like an hour as like, I'm like riding in circles around a post in the ground. And I'm like, Oh yeah, this is the trail right here. Just in a big circle for 45 minutes. And then I'll go off in another direction. So like, that was, uh, um, yeah, that was like, uh, it was just this, like this suffering and my knee was like on fire at that point and I just wanted to eat. Um, but yeah nice finish in the dark and there's no like finish line right you just kind of you raise a really good point actually i didn't touch on this you're you're dredging up some memories (laughs) right at the end here so um the uh the finish yeah i mean truly like i pulled in and we were camping right by where the trailhead was like our campsite was right there uh, and, and I got this from Andy, I think a, a real pro tip, maybe, I think it was probably from Andy of like setting up a tent. So I left a tent set up with an extra sleeping bag and sleeping pad and everything at the campsite. And so that when I pulled in, like, if I wanted to just go to sleep, if we finished at 2am, there wasn't like, a, oh, I got to unpack my stuff from my, you know, from my, um, uh, like my bags and set up my hammock and all that. Like I just crawled into my tent and was asleep. I ended up finishing in during the day, um, uh, tries like, I think around like five o'clock or something. Um, and it was still light out. And, uh, I was, I mean, it was amazing how many people came out to cheer. Um, there must've been at least zero people there to greet me as I came in. I mean, there was maybe, maybe, zero um but at least zero uh people there so it was pretty exciting to finish and and have this uh, i was i felt a sense of accomplishment i felt a sense of pride and i got to share that with exactly zero people um <laughs> yeah i think i'm probably good on it this year i think i won't be going back uh, yeah it was your third time i think that was yeah it was my third attempt and my second second finish but I think you, we, we, we blew the doors off of your previous time, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's probably, we can't, we can't complete this, this podcast recording session without, without noting that, you know, out of like 96 or something, people who started, we got 24th and 25th. Not bad. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Not actually, it's like the only top third finish in the race I've ever had in my Heck life. Yeah. No, it was, I mean, it was, we, 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 it was, it was cool. I mean, we like, we kept a good pace and we, you know, um, like we, we did it in kind of, we didn't have a target time, but we, we did it in what we like a time that I, I walked away thinking like, I'm, I'm pleased with that. Like we did it in two and a half days and that's pretty cool to do 350 miles of, of mountain biking, uh, in, in two and a half days. Like, um, and made a new friend really uh andy and i kind of knew each other um but now we think we know each other much better yeah, it was it was amazing i mean it's a great experience i mean yeah. it was sort of like you know if you really stop and, and and think about it it was pretty horrifying um you know we slept in like wild hog dug up ground and yeah, it was really shitty shitty really crappy and, and you know it's like you know meth heads and stuff but but it was Probably, yeah. it was a great experience alligator meth heads even yeah that's why they weren't that's why they weren't that's why they weren't eating us um yeah no it was dope it was just all in all dope yeah riding riding bikes is fun it works is fun yeah it's uh it's been a good outlet this uh this pandemic well steve it has been a pleasure and a delight and highly entertaining as we anticipated uh stories within stories (laughs) yeah nesting nesting story yeah well it's really nice to see you guys' faces and uh Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, like it's an excuse to hang out. With 
There's always, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I'm always down to, 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 to ride and have good times. 